Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. It's so good to have you here. In this show, I want to talk about the little things, the little things that can help your YouTube channel. As many of you know, one of my focuses, especially on my YouTube channels, as well as my business and marketing uh, concepts and philosophies and what I teach is what I refer to as the combination code. The philosophy of the combination code is that you are your, your own unique combination. Your business is your own unique combination. And there are better combinations than others for your life, for your business, for your marketing. Whatever it is you're doing, everything is a combination of something else. And technology, as it advances stands on the shoulders of older technology and saying really that there's nothing new. It's always just a combination of other things that create something new. And your YouTube channel is no different. It's a combination of your ideas, the way you put your channel together, your videos together. Every little thing you do is part of your combination. And you start to realize that some things work a little bit better than other things. So you keep the things that are working and let go of the things that are not working. You understand your core. When I talk about the combination code, I often say you need to have a core to work off of. That core is that one thing that you're really good at. And from there, find combination of things, technologies, styles, applications, processes to create something new or make it better. So the little things that you do on your YouTube channel can add up and give you a little bit of a boost. Look, the bottom line is, do people care about that video? Is it a good video? Is it what people are looking for? And if you have that foundation down, there is an audience for the video that you have created and you are doing the right things to create the best video you possibly can compared to the competition, then you have a good chance of doing well, but you can do a little bit better by implementing the little things to give yourself a little bit of an edge to maybe get into the top spot, to be the most popular video related to that topic. One of the little things that I think is really important is really kind of a big thing, and that is planning. Let's talk about before you create your video. Taking the time to actually look for topics in which there is an audience. In other words, using maybe some of the tools that are out there, such as Morning Fame or TubeBuddy or VidIQ, and use these tools to help you find topics, and topics in which there is an audience. And they also give you a little guidance as to, based on the size and the authority of your channel, do you have a chance of getting anywhere with it? I mean, each one is a little bit different. Each one is calibrated a little bit differently. So they're going to give you different results, but at least you have some sort of a guide going into it. So taking the time to understand the type of video and the topic of your video before you press the record button and doing the little things like maybe sketching out your ideas ahead of time. Maybe writing out a very simple script, maybe with just bullet points, 
but taking the time to do that so you're organized. Little things in your video do count, such as your introduction to your video, the beginning of your video. Is it exciting? Is it going to pull people in? There are little things you can do, such as shortening that introduction. Little things you can do, such as not talking so much about yourself and focus in on the topic at hand. If you have a vlog channel or a family channel of some sort, maybe show a, the high point of the video. What is that high point? And show a little clip of it at the very beginning of the video. That can be really powerful. That, that can even happen and in, in work well for educational channels. Maybe there's a little bit of your video that's kind of a, a teaser of, hey, here's the solution you're looking for. Little tweaks in the process of developing your videos can be very helpful, like improving your audio, continuously listening to your audio and testing better ways to record your audio. And it doesn't always have to be new equipment. Maybe it's the way you use the software. Maybe it's getting closer to the microphone. Or maybe it is using a little bit different microphone, but not necessarily the most expensive one, but the combination of the microphone and the software you're using. Maybe there is a good combination there that you can continuously tweak and test to see if you can get better audio so people can hear your video better. Because as many of you know, the most important part of video is audio because people will continue to watch a video that has good audio, but quite often, will click off a video that may have good video but poor audio. It's kind of strange when it comes to video, but that seems to be the case. So continuously tweaking that. Also tweaking your lighting. Try different situations. You know, little things such as going in front of the window or understanding that maybe the best day for you to record is actually on a cloudy or overcast day versus a bright sunny day where there's a lot of contrast. It all depends. It depends on what you're trying to do. But maybe there's a part of your house that's better, a part of wherever you live that's better. There is a, there's maybe the time of day and taking the time to figure out when the best time of day to record is. How about little tweaks to your background? Maybe you add some lights or something of interest that people can look at. Believe it or not, people do look at your background. And if you have an interesting background, sometimes that keeps them on the video just a little bit longer because there are things they're taking their attention from moment to moment that I know you, you, you'd like to think that they're listening to every word you're saying, but the fact is people do zone out. And if they have something to zone out to that's rather interesting, they very well may stay on the video longer. A lot of little things can become big things over time that improve your videos. For example, working on your presentation style. Review and take a look at what you're doing and see if you can make little tweaks to improve what you are doing, what you're saying. Maybe you're fidgeting in some way. Maybe you're saying, uh, um, uh, or a, a word all the time or a phrase all the time. Quite often, you don't want to use a phrase more than once or twice in a video. And look, I'm guilty 
just on this show, I quite often will use a phrase over and over. Like the fact is I, I use that one quite a bit and I use it in my videos too. And sometimes I have to learn how to not say it or make sure that I can edit it out a little bit in my videos. For example, I might start off a sentence when I'm starting a video with now, you know, now this is the thing you should do next or whatever it may be. I'll use that word now. But if I string too many sentences in a row with the start of now or whatever that key word is or even um or uh, that that needs to be tamped down and you need to practice and those little tweaks to practice to be better, to smile more. A lot of people do this and I certainly have done this in the past where I thought I had a great video and I look and I look like I'm frowning the whole time. There's no energy. So the little tweaks to increase that energy, that presence you have on camera. I know you may feel like, hey, I'm just nice, normal conversation with, with my friends on the other side of that camera. But the thing is, when you are on, on camera, you just you really do need to amp it up just a little bit more so the energy, as we talked about on last week's show, comes through. It really is important. And if you have not listened to last week's show, I would highly recommend you listen to Erica Vieira and some of her ideas on how to become a successful YouTuber. And a lot of the things she believes in, she's not all about the analytics. It's not that she ignores the analytics, but that's not what she's about. She really is into the idea, look, you need a personality. You need to shine through. And she helps people and coaches them with that, with success. She has many students who have hundreds of thousands of subscribers, certainly tens of thousands of subscribers. So take a moment and listen to last week's show. It's certainly uh, worth your time. Another little thing that you can do is re-look at your videos after you're done editing them. And just double check for little things, such as if you have text, make sure all of the spelling is correct. And maybe look for places in which you can cut down that video just a little bit more. Make it tighter, as they like to say. I mean, a good, tight, solid, clean video that is interesting all the way along, it can make a big difference. And going through your video one more time just to see what you can cut, what you can cut out, especially if there's duplicate content or information that is the same or the same type of scene. People want variety and when they start to see some sort of repetition or lag or even a little bit of downtime, then they're gonna click off. They're gonna click off when there's an opportunity to click off. So the key most certainly is to not give them that opportunity to click off. One thing which is very common is at the end of the video, when you start to wrap things up, don't wrap it up. Don't say, hey guys, this is great, what do you think? Or I'm about done or nothing like that. You just end it, end it and send them to the next video. We've certainly talked a lot about that in other shows, how important it is to get people to the next video. Now, one of the things I like to press upon everyone is that YouTube gives you a lot of forms and things to fill out when uploading that video. 
You have tags and descriptions and headlines and you have the opportunity to click buttons and I recommend, even for the channel level, make sure you're filling everything out. YouTube is giving you an opportunity to fill out and give it more information about your video and the topic. Make sure that you have a custom thumbnail. Don't, don't rely on YouTube to pick the best thumbnail. Doesn't mean it'll be a bad thumbnail, doesn't mean people won't click on it, but a good custom thumbnail is becoming more important and testing those thumbnails. But fill out all of the information. Take the time, a little bit of extra time to especially description. I think a lot of times people really don't get how important, especially for SEO, the description is. The description is second to the headline or the title tag. And you want to make sure you have a good full description, but most of the important stuff needs to be at the very beginning of your description. I know you've heard it a million times that tags are not important. And as far as the weight of the other things that you need to be considering, such as the quality of the video, the title tag, and the description, as I just mentioned, tags really are not that important. But if there are various spellings of your name or the topic, maybe people spell something related to your topic differently, put in that different spelling in there and make sure that you have some relevant terms related to the video to help. Think of it this way. Don't try to trick the YouTube algorithm. Think about assisting the YouTube algorithm the search algorithm, the suggested algorithm, to help it understand what your video is about. So supporting keywords are very helpful, especially early on. Down the road, the AI is going to take over and it'll feel like it understands the audience that is most interested in this type of video or not. But in the very, very beginning, there is opportunity to guide the AI, the the YouTube search algorithm in a specific direction. And if it pans out and your suggestions work, obviously you've lowered the barrier to the algorithm finding the right audiences for your video. So giving the support, all the support, trying to trick the algorithms is not the way you wanna do it. You wanna support the algorithms to guide them so it's not so hard for it to find the right audience because that is what the algorithms want. They want to find the right audience for your video and they want people to see your video. But if you don't have any information, it may be a little bit tougher. It may take longer for the algorithm if it ever does find the right audience that will appreciate your video the most. Another little thing that can seem like a big thing, but it is important to consider design, to consider professional elements of your channel. In other words, maybe if you don't have design skills, it just might be a good idea to hire a designer to create your banner, maybe your thumbnails. There's a lot of places within YouTube that you can hire people to create branding for your channel. And it really can make a difference. It's that little thing, that first impression. Think about the first impression 
that people might have as it relates to your channel. One of the biggest things that I've had trouble with through the years is focusing on a topic. Now, I have a couple of channels which the topic is clearly focused and it grows very well because of that. But my main channel, I prefer, I just like to have a lot of different topics. And I, I try to develop themes and series, and that does help very well. And I try to be disciplined about it, but I'm always testing new ideas. And I really just can't quit that channel. I can't tell you how many times I've tried to quit my main channel. I just can't do it. The other channels that are highly focused just bore me to tears. I like sharing the information, but... I like to have that variety, and I again, as I said, I've tried to quit that channel multiple times. But the little things as it relates to the channel, and the reason I went down that road, because I'm thinking about the little things when people look at your videos. Is there an obvious theme throughout your videos when they're looking at your list of videos? They click on videos and they see the rows of videos that you have created is there a theme? Is there a brand? Is there a look? Is there something that makes them cohesive? That's really important. That little thing can make a big difference. As I mentioned before, fill out what YouTube gives you, your about page. Take advantage of your about page, people. Do look at the about page to get more information, to understand the context and who you are and what you're all about. Sometimes they look at the about page before they subscribe. Not all the time, but there are a percentage of people who do that. They just want to know a little more about you before they take the time to subscribe. More little things that lead into bigger things are filling out your end cards, adding a video or two, maybe best for the viewer or a video that you've created that's absolutely an extension or related to the video you just created and send people to that video. That can be really powerful as part of a strategy to get more watch time and to get people more invested in your channel. And if YouTube sees people watching multiple videos of yours, well, they're going to feel the, the algorithm or the brain of YouTube is going to think, wow, okay, this person likes this creator, so I will show them more videos. But I would also consider your cards. I know that a lot of people have backed away from cards because of the reputation that they take people off of your video. They, they stop watching your video and go to another video. Well, if it's your own video, that's still okay. I, I do think it's a best practice for the most part that maybe you put your cards in the last third of your video or the least last half. But if you have issues with retention, you might want to put multiple cards throughout the video because if people are dropping off in the first minute, well, maybe if you have a good card, related to a video that they might like because they're watching that video, at least they're continuing on the session with one of your videos. So it really does depend on how well you're doing in the game of YouTube. If you are getting people 60-70% of the way through your videos on average, well then yeah, I would, I would put all of your cards in the last part of your video and then throw them to the next video via your end screen. Another little thing that I think a lot of creators overlook are playlists. If you're interested in VSL, the Visual Suggestion Ladder playlist, check out that podcast. It's about a year old, but I would recommend you listen to that. 
But playlists in general can be really helpful because it gives YouTube more data points in terms of putting similar videos together. I find that if I even just put in two videos in a playlist, like for example, if I have a video that's doing really, really well and I create a video that's related to it, or maybe the next step within that series, I will put it in a series playlist. And a series playlist means you've made that a dedicated series playlist. You have to push the button to make that happen. And when you do that, YouTube is more likely to share that video in maybe the suggestion list. And so you'll get a reasonably high click-through rate, especially if those videos are related. Playlist, especially official series playlists, are extremely powerful. And you can start adding additional videos that are related in that playlist. And it'll be more likely that YouTube will recommend those videos as an up next or a suggestion. And that can increase the amount of time people are watching your video. So don't overlook what seems like a little thing. Playlists are not just an organizational tool. They really are a helpful tool to get people to watch more of your videos. And lastly, especially here on the Tube Labs podcast, be sure to take a look at your analytics and you don't have to obsess over them, but you really should analyze them and see what is working, what is not, what are your traffic sources, what types of videos do people really like to see from you, what headlines are working, what thumbnails are working, and dig down deep to understand your channel as best as you possibly can. YouTube analytics can get kind of deep, but a little thing that you can do that is really effective, kind of like the playlist, is actually grouping together videos, similar videos. Like I'm doing a series of videos right now where I'm just using two words in the title. I'm really stretching my imagination and trying to create headlines that capture people's curiosity with just two words. And I have more information in the description for the SEO part. But it's a challenge. But the question is, are those videos working? Well, I can put all of those videos in a group as I create them and then compare those videos to the previous series of videos that I created. And if they're doing better, well, then I'll take what I've learned from that group of videos and apply it to future videos. Maybe I'll continue on with just two words in the title. Maybe I'll throw that out and rename all of my titles because it would work so poorly. So right now, the jury's out. Some videos have done well, some have done okay, but I wanna see as a whole how this group works compared to the other videos that maybe say how to. You could create a group that says, you know, all my videos that have how to in it and now I'm going to compare that to the group of uh, videos that just have two words in it or whatever, whatever scenario, maybe a certain type of thumbnail or topic to see which topics work better. There, there's tons of things that you can compare using groups. So definitely check that out. Again, a little thing that really goes a long way. I'll talk to you in the next show. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at the tubeblog.com.